Hello everyone, welcome to the Michael Armstrong Podcast Show and today I'm joined by Sebastian Rusk who's an experienced podcaster and we're going to have a, a chat about uh, business, podcasting and a few other things. How are you doing today Sebastian, you okay? I'm doing great Mike, thanks for having me bud. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So um, obviously we connected uh, on um, uh, LinkedIn and yep. uh, I connect with quite a lot of people on there, but most of the people I get on my podcast are people I meet through business networking, et cetera. So um, I, I usually know quite a bit about them first. So um, for, for the benefit of myself and my uh, uh, listeners, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you do. Sure. I own a uh, podcast studio and agency here in Miami, Florida. I help marketers and entrepreneurs go from idea to iTunes in 90 days or less with my podcast launch lab solution. So in addition to being an author, speaker, coach, and podcast host myself as part of my personal brand, my business, the core of my business is helping individuals discover, you know, where their place is in the, in the wonderful world of podcasting. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, I myself, I'm quite new to podcasting as in, I haven't been doing it for that long. I started the beginning of the lockdown. Um, but I, you know, I say I, I'm probably quite experienced in a, in a way because I've been speaking all my life anyway. I've been in sales and marketing all my life. Um, sure. But I've recorded something like 380 odd episodes since the end of April. So I'll be busy. Excellent. Nice work. Yeah. Way to, way to capitalize on the downtime. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, uh, I want out uh, networking and that sort of thing. And I started the podcast because I've always wanted to be a, a speaker, a global speaker. And I thought, Actually, podcasting is a great way to just get used to speaking and talking about topics and that sort of thing. And sure. uh, yeah, you know, it's really helped uh, me. You know, I started then recording them on YouTube as well to get uh, more bang for your buck. And that's uh, why I start uh, now doing everything on Zoom rather than just sort of live straight into the podcast. But um, what, are, what are your thoughts on, uh, on, on using the podcast for people who are looking to start sort of speaking and that sort of thing? Well, I think that a podcasting is just another tool to be able to create content on. And as you continue to build your platform, it's another way to be able to communicate with that community that you're building. Any good thing takes time and significantly more time than we ever wrap our heads around. Um, I always like to say it takes longer than, than you think. But I started my podcast the, the, in my second year in business back in 2011, just for the simple fact that I wanted a radio show that I, online that I could control. And I was able to do that through means of a podcast. Never in a million years that I know think that I would fast forward six years later and be all in with having a not only a podcast solution that helps people start a podcast, but also continually building a podcast network as a direct result of having a podcast launch solution that helps people. In addition to being a podcaster myself, so um, it's a it's it, the, the technology is seventeen years old and it's still in its infancy. So. When you even give that some thought, it seems extremely just wild to even comprehend that something that's 17 years old is just now in its infancy. And I firmly believe that podcasting is replacing radio as we know it. No one is eager to go jump in their car, turn on the radio, and hear another advertisement talk over the songs that they play over and over and over again when podcasting and, and, and streaming music like Spotify and Apple Music and everything that we consume music through right now gives us a frictionless experience. There isn't many additional layers added to that process. And I think that's the most attractive thing to it. And as podcasting and technology continues to evolve and make our lives easier, 
I believe that every time you hop on an airplane or every time you get in your car or every time you're on a plane, trains, automobile, and there's a screen in front of you, you're going to have the opportunity to log in and have all of your personal preferences right there in front of you, turn your Bluetooth headphones on and move on with your day while consuming content. In fact, I just realized yesterday, and I don't know if it works because I haven't tested it out yet, but I just realized yesterday that you can go to the Audible app on your iPhone and you can save the book to your Apple Watch, right? Now, I would think the reason, the only reason you would want to do that is to play the audiobook on your watch, which is pretty brilliant if you ask me, right? You're just yeah. sitting and going about with your day or just sitting anywhere and your book and your, and your watch is reading to you. I stopped and thought, man, this is just bananas, right? I always think of when I think of talking into my phone, every time I answer a call on my, on my, on my watch, I always think of Dick Tracy, you know, because yeah. he was always talking to, you know, he was always talking to everybody and he had the Dick Tracy and we always envied that, right? When the, when, when, when the movie came out and, and for, for, for years before that, when Dick, the Dick, Dick Tracy character was created and now we're actually living in the reality of that. So I think if you can listen to a book, uh, on your watch, you're going to be able to listen to music and podcasts, etc. If not, you just, you know, put your headphones in like some kind of animal, but that takes an extra step because, well, you know, the watch is already out and about and on your wrist, right? But it's incredible to see how technology continues to evolve and the, and the, 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 the less friction um, is, is, is there regarding us in between us and the, and the content that we're consuming. So, and we're living in an audio era. You know, if you're looking at, you know, you look at the fact of, you know, uh, Alexa, you can order just about anything by literally speaking it into existence. And that all falls into the area of, of, of audio because we are, in fact, living in an audio era and we continue, we will continue to because that is how technology is continuing to evolve is through means of creating these frictionless environments because we're just speaking things and technology is interpreting them and taking action on them. So it's a pretty wild thing to think of here. And, um, you know, it's exciting at the same time. Yeah. And I never actually realized that, you know, podcasting, if you like, is doing to radio what Netflix and all the multiple channels have done to TV, just allowing people to just niche in to what they're interested in and forget about the rest. Right. And watch the whole season instead of wait till next week. Just suck, suck it up as much as they want or as little as they want in whatever time schedule. You know, the, the, the time planners plan their own time based on your life rather than, you know, the way the, the programmers and the schedulers put it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the, the, the pendulum has definitely shifted. And, and, you know, who, who controls, you know, and how content is controlled. That was, the one of, that was really one of the most attractive things to me when this whole revolution started back. Gosh, it was 2004, 2005, and I'm thinking, man, people are going to start creating content on top of these platforms, and it's going to replace traditional media as we know it, TV, radio, how we consume content, news. I mean, you look at how, I mean, news breaks on Twitter now. Like, there's no press releases anymore. Nobody gives a rip about that, or no no one waiting for the evening news to drop by their front door and find out what's going on. We used to have to we used to have to go look for news and information. Now information comes directly to us, and that's a complete polar opposite to what we're used to. Traditionally, would we wake up in the morning, walk outside, 
grab the newspaper, come back inside, pour some orange juice, eat some Cheerios, watch Good Morning uh, News, and you better understand what's going on with the world. Then the internet comes along and it's like, wait a second, we don't have to go through the normal protocol. I still like to read the paper from time to time and I like to watch the news from time to time, not as much as of late, um, but I think to myself, why, why do I have to buy a newspaper? I can just pull up the USA Today or Miami Herald app and for a small fee, I can just read whatever I would pick up on newspaper. I don't get my fingers dirty anyway, number one. Number two, if you know the news that's relevant, because local news is deplorable. I mean, deplorable. Like they touch on national stuff and worldwide stuff, but you know they try to stay in their corner of what's going on locally, and it's just deplorable. I mean, if, if you're not depressed, turn on the local news. And, uh, and then you go to national news, right? And then you've got either one side or the other. So it's always one big. And then like here in the States, you throw in an election year too and a pandemic. Um, it's just all out full-blown chaos. Yeah, well, we, had Brexit. We, we had Brexit and that was just wall-to-wall Brexit. And then it just disappeared when the virus, the virus coming on. Brexit didn't happen anymore. It just disappeared. Right. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's funny yeah. how that works out, huh? <laughs> it drives me nuts the news. I don't watch any of it. I get all my news from social media, you know. Yeah. That's because I'm right, a social right, media right. marketer. So, no. Right, 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 right. It makes sense to get your news that way then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, I'm conscious that you've got, a, um, you've got other appointments and this is going to be a short, a brief one. But for people who are looking to maybe get into podcasting and that, as somebody who's been going as long as yourself, what would be your three best tips for people you know, looking to get into podcasting? Well, first would be to check out my YouTube channel because I have a whole library of free videos that tell you how to start a podcast. And you can find that at youtube.com forward slash podcast launch lab. Secondly, I would sit down and really better understand why you want to start a podcast and get real clear about that. Okay. And once you're clear about that, then you can start the creative process of figuring out, well, maybe I'm going to call it this and this is what I want to talk about and, and go through this crawl, walk, run process of actually mapping it out and starting it. The number one challenge you're going to have with starting a podcast is you. So as long as you can get you out of the way and you can master and you, you can defeat rather is a better word procrastination and literally get out of your own way and actually do, you know, do what you say you're, you're committed to doing, which is starting a podcast, then you'll be successful with podcasting and you need to remain consistency, consistency. And people say, what's the best way to monetize your show or to grow your show the fastest way? And it's, it's through consistency and then building a community around your consistency with the content that you're creating. Yeah. Most shows don't make it past six episodes. They go to the podcast graveyard. So make sure that doesn't happen to you. And it's not going to happen to you if you get real clear about your why of starting a podcast. If you know what your show is going to do to serve the world and to provide value, you're going to be able to leverage that why to keep yourself motivated to continue to create content and be consistent with it. Yeah, I think it also helps as well if, you, um, if you're used to creating content elsewhere. So I've been a blogger for a long time. So if you like, I was able to use a lot of the same skills and techniques of coming up with content ideas and content creation from, you know, transferable from putting it into text to now putting it into audio, if you like, you know. And so some people, you know, I, I used to say to them, well, why don't you blog enough? You know, you're, you're only posting once a month or once a week. And, and people would be like, well, I don't know what I want to talk about. And now, well, you need to come up with a solid content marketing strategy first and decide, okay, well, what can I do, not just now, but what can I consistently talk about, or what can I consistently do in the long term? 
So you've got to, you've got to know your subject matter pretty well to do it forever. 100%. Yeah, you really do. Otherwise you're going to be sitting there twiddling your thumbs, asking yourself, well, what do I talk about next? <laughs> what, do I, what do I do today? Like, you know, and even when you're, you're, you're used to think you're coming up with those ideas, you have those moments, don't you? You have those sure. sort of blank sure. moments where you're, you're just like writer's block, isn't it? You know, you have those freeze moments, you know, like, sugar, yeah. what am I going to do today? <laughs> right, right. But if you're able to map it out, it makes it just that much easier. That's for sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. And, and I, I'm lucky because I have lots of different features. And one of them is dual, dual chats on my podcast. So I've always got that going anyway. So I've always got that consistent content of, of other people joining me for conversations, whilst sure. I'm having to work out and realize what I want to talk about on my own, because I do the dual and the solo at the same time. Yeah, you got to make sure you know what you're talking about if you're doing that. If you're going to just go at it solo, I never recommend that unless you have a solid topic to talk about and you can actually carry the conversation through. Not a lot of people can do that. So I always recommend that an interview format's probably the best. And then as you continue to evolve as a podcaster, you're going to find different content, find out what works and what you feel comfortable talking about. But there's no need to create some sort of, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, additional barrier between yourself and starting a podcast because you think you've got to take the mic and run with it by yourself. Right. Yeah. So not everybody can talk like, you know, not everybody wants to talk about one specific topic on here. So yeah. I always recommend the interview format in the beginning. And then as things evolve, you know, you figure it out from there. Yeah. Brilliant. All right. Then. Well, um, you already mentioned your YouTube channel. Is there anywhere else you want to direct people to? If, yeah, if anybody has any questions about starting a podcast or you've been looking to hire an expert to really help walk you through the park on that, I'd love to have a conversation with you and see if you're a fit uh, for, for what we got going on here at the podcast launch lab. And you can schedule a call at podcast launch lab now.com and that'll get you um, on my calendar at some point in the near future and uh, we can you know find out what what's what's possible it's not always a yes it's not always this is exactly what we need to do because there's nothing there so more times than not I send people back to the drawing board but that's kind of the goal of a discovery call to find out why you want to start a podcast if you're a fit for what we've got going on here and uh, and we go from there Okay, brilliant. And um, yeah, I'm a big networker as well. So if, uh, whilst you're going about your day-to-day -day duties uh, and business and podcasting, if you find anyone who's a big networker, they want to connect with people in, in the UK and in Wales in particular, I'm always happy to have a chat with people on my podcast. So bear me in mind and bear that in mind. And perhaps Absolutely. we can have a... I was just, I mean, this must be London week because I had, or UK week rather, I was just on another show yesterday, uh, a guy by the name of Paul Brown has a podcast about the Cleveland Browns, but he's in London. Okay. Uh, yeah. You should look him up. I'll, I'll, you should look him up on, uh, on, on LinkedIn here and tell him the, uh, you just had me on your show and that uh, he said uh, that, that I said I was on your show yesterday and we're kind of in the same neighborhood. Paul yeah. Brown, just like it sounds. Paul Brown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I know quite a few other podcasters as well. So, you know, if you want to, connect to people in Ireland or connect to people around uh, Europe or, or the UK, then, you know, I do a lot of that type of uh, connecting networking, you know, I'm, I'm into sharing contacts and matchmaking and putting people together. So, um, so yeah, yeah we'll, good, good. we'll catch up about. a little bit more on some socials and stuff and uh, perhaps uh, I'll get you on again or you can get, have me on yours and we can uh, resume the conversation at some point. Excellent. I appreciate it, Mike. Thanks for the time and thanks for having me on, man. No problem. And uh, make sure you have a great day. Okay. You do the same thing, bro. All right, Dan. All the best. Nice to meet you. Likewise, dude. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. That was uh, Mike Armstrong talking to Sebastian. Uh
Sebastian Rusk, who's uh, a podcaster in uh, Miami, USA. Uh, so that was a, a great chat, short but sweet. And I look forward to uh, uh, having a chat with Sebastian again sometime in the future. But uh, we, we were both under a bit of time pressure today. Uh, there's nothing else left for me to say other than have a great day. I know I will. And thank you very much for listening. Cheers. Bye-bye.